Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Wherever you are, welcome to their episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the her in anger. Ah, I see what you did there. I did it. My name is Summer Yeager, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host Joy. And Joy, <laughs> there's so many things going on that I just don't even want to mention. I'm like, you know. <laughs> None of this is worth mentioning. <laughs> None of it's worth it. Oh, Biden said that. Okay. Oh, we legalized marijuana. All right. Oh, oh everyone's mad about Disney. They're <laughs> taking exemptions from professional athletes oh, yeah. and performers in New York City, oh. and they're getting sued over it. COVID went away. <laughs> and now, like, it's crazy. I mean, COVID was COVID, and it's in a way was the anomaly that stayed in the news cycle for years. Whereas Ukraine, the war in Ukraine. Yeah. We've kind of already all even forgot about it. I know. Well, you know, not by the all time of us, this certainly episode I'm not out. trying to say that I actually, I do know plenty of people that why is it have, like served missions there and yeah, there it's some of it's real and people oh, yeah, still the care. war is real. I'm just saying yeah. generally, like yeah. COVID in a weird way. I just was, it stayed, it hung around for such a long time. In well, the it news got the world. job done, didn't it? Yeah. I know. Why is it that everyone with a Ukrainian flag in their bio is also like a total gay hypocrite? <laughs> Are we recording? Did you just say that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, Wow, so you're a little fed up, I think. Um, could you explain what you mean by that? I think it explains itself. <laughs> prove me wrong. <laughs> if someone can prove me wrong, then we'll talk. <laughs> I just, it's obviously a political thing that I just don't. If well, you yeah, are pro vaccine mandate, yeah. you're also yeah. wearing the Ukrainian flag. It's getting flag. to the point where you can pretty much like determine yeah. what people believe based off of what if they believe then everything they hear on TV. Right. It's like a domino effect yeah. kind of, yeah. Oh no, well that's a, that's a better way of putting it. it. You can tell if someone believes everything they hear on TV or the media. Yeah. Yeah. If they have pronouns in their bio, if they have a Ukrainian flag in their bio, if they have a you mean vaccine? Are you talking emoji. about the nice, <laughs> compliant <laughs> Romans? Thir- I mean, um, <laughs> uh, well, uh, what people? Ah. <laughs> it's a mess kidding. out there. Just kidding. I don't and listen. <laughs> the Romans thirteen thing. Listen though. I don't want to get into that. If any of this is news to you, you have not been around here very long. All right. Anyway, you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. 
Prove me wrong. It's fine. That's an invitation. <laughs> That's an invitation. Um, you heard it. You, <laughs> you heard it here. You heard it here. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess I am really <clears throat> over all of it. I'm just, I, listen, here's my prophecy. What's today? Today is April 1st, so I didn't mean anything I said. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I'm recording this on April 1st, 2022. <laughs> By April 1st, 2024, there are going to be Christians, I'm using air quotes, that you right now believe are perfectly orthodox. Yeah. Who two years from now, you will absolutely know, are not orthodox at right. all, have either apostatized or just gone completely so far off the wall that you can't even give them cover anymore and that's just based off of the last 10 years mm-hmm. yeah the last five but yeah even more recently the last five yeah there i i read today and i already read this to you a perfectly a woman so perfectly orthodox a matter of years ago arguing that jesus could not have had a male brain because then he could not have been tempted in every way as a female thereby uncovering that she does not understand federal headship at all which firmly puts her and maybe even denies it i don't know but firmly right. puts her outside of orthodox thinking on federal headship how did we fall in adam how did we all fall in adam how did women who don't have male brains become sinners through Adam because he had a male brain, you know, like just, this is crazy. Right. And all of this is being exposed because of gender nonsense, gender bending. Well, it's all the deconstruction stuff. Yeah. Like if you, if you throw out the Bible, <laughs> which you're going to have to deconstruct, if you're deconstructing your faith, you're going to have to deconstruct the Bible because yep. that's, what it's all based off of none of it's based off of feelings yep. just so you know mm-hmm. um then yeah you're gonna have to you're gonna see people yeah just say i mean once you've deconstructed the bible you're just in the same postmodern, uh random swirl of whatever mm-hmm. no all subjectivity mm-hmm. as everyone else like you're yeah. just joining them mm-hmm. um and that's and it's just gonna yeah. look nonsensical at the end of the, the day goo. yeah your your dad said something about the goo he does talk about the goo <laughs> i know all about the goo i like the goo i like that uh yeah that image at the end of the day our evangelical elites are much more quick much more quick to condemn a view that would include a quote unquote strict gender role than they are to condemn things like the um trans issues. Right. Um I saw the other day an evangelical elite, someone who people would consider conservative, not willing to say that quote unquote trans women are not trans women. And this is judgment. This is this is judgment. And if you're a Christian, 
that can't see these things for what they are, mm-hmm. these are these have got to be really confusing times for you. Right. Like you just got to wake up. Yeah. You just got to wake up. Yeah. You have to. I mean, there's a lot of like, even though there's a lot of darkness, it exposes the light exposes a lot in really dark times. So um, if something <laughs> if yeah. someone is a, has exposed that they are not a Christian, Mm-hmm. Um, do not ch- try to give them the benefit of the doubt and continue right. following or supporting their ministry. Um, right. Because yeah. when someone tells you who they are, you should. Believe, yeah. Believe just believe them. them. Yeah. yeah. Right. All right. Uh, well, that's not what I was expecting to talk about. <laughs> you, I just like to keep everyone on their toes. Um. Well, and this is going to be like we're recording in advance. Yeah. So this is going to come out and then I'm not even you're gonna just going to like all of a sudden get a bunch of emails. <laughs> I'm not going to remember what I said. It's fine. Of, uh, <laughs> of straight people <laughs> that have the Ukrainian flag in there. I have nothing against Ukraine. Just so you guys know. My dad has friends, very sweet friends in the Ukraine. And yeah, I feel like we I pray for them. And I feel like I have a quite a few friends that have the point ties. is is that none of these people that are suddenly obsessed with ukraine cared right. about ukraine two months ago right like just enough you they been... d- and they don't understand like ukraine is not the united states <laughs> they're very different places yes uh, it's silly anyway um you can join book club or just support us because obviously after all of that why wouldn't you at <laughs> patreon.com slash theologians or just consider supporting us on Patreon every time you see a tiny water bottle. Those really upset Joy because they're stupid. Um, they make no sense. They make just like no sense. Caring about things you don't care about. <laughs> it just so you know, it's way more honest to just be like, I don't know about that. I don't care right. about that. Right. And if it's something you should care about, and you say I don't care about that to someone, maybe they'll be like oh, well, you should, and here's why. And then you'll right. actually have an informed reason to care. Yeah. But if you don't, the, we all have a lot going on. There's no sense in caring about things you don't care about. Listen, we all are going to really care about Russia and Ukraine when we can't that, yeah, buy true. food anymore. So just shower them all with prayer. <laughs> all of them. Anyway. <laughs> Um, well, today we're going to talk about anger, so that's hilarious. That's a question. It's actually, again, I we have not been coming up with things to talk about. I feel like we've just been, like, what are people emailing us about? Yeah. What are the questions that we're getting about? Um, and anger seems to be a topic common amongst the ladies, which is something that I think polite society would say... Well, women are just much more, what's the word I'm looking for? Not cordial. Well, we just have less testosterone. So, do like, we? We're... But if Jesus had more testosterone, never mind. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I need to. <laughs> wow. It's so upsetting. <laughs> so, I do think, I think that um, men, well, there's different kinds of anger, I guess. But yes, in general. I think anger is associate is a sin that's associated with men more because their outbursts yes. of wrath or anger are a little more in your noticeable. face, <laughs> physical, yes, scary, right? You know, like if you walked up to my husband and I 
and you didn't want to get in a fight with one of us, it would be my husband. <laughs> like a physical fight. Yeah, <laughs> a physical or, or honestly, any he's I mean, smarter yeah. than me. So just either one. You just <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. If you would, if you don't want to get beat up, basically, you wouldn't want to fight my husband. That and I. That's true for. 99.9% of male-female pairings. Like, this right. is just what is available to our eyeballs mm-hmm. and to nature. Um, but I think it's important when we talk about anger to make a very intense and serious distinction between righteous anger and sinful anger. That's I was coming across that when I was writing my notes as well. Because now I think most questions are about sinful anger. How do I right. control right. my sinful anger? Great question. Somebody to think about. But there is a righteous anger. There is an anger that we all should be, I think, fairly regularly right. engaging in. I was thinking about like different types of anger or I guess anger in response to different things. And one of the things that I yeah. just jotted down was injustice. Yeah. So like anger against injustice. And why? Because we ought a righteous anger is an anger that is angry about what God is angry about. Right. If it is a transgression of God's law, who he is, what he has commanded, that also, I think another important distinction, leads to kingdom productivity and fruitfulness. Right. That is how you know it's a righteous anger. Right. You can be sinfully angry about what God is angry about, yeah. right? So you can sin in response to sin against God. Mm-hmm. That's not the goal. Right. I you, think you can, I think the action, the application kind of reveals which is the righteous yeah, if and it's which righteous is the unrighteous yeah. uh, anger. Um, is it productive? That's a great litmus test. Right. So it, if you're like right. angry about the murder of the unborn and that anger behooves you to go live very righteously outside of a Planned Parenthood and to call out to women and try to save babies and you do this in a way that pleases God, that is a productive, righteous anger that built up the kingdom that um, led to you living out things that God would have you do. Right. Um, there's also, uh, there's a wisdom element, I think, um, just to use that same example. Um, there, a lot of, what a lot of ministries do now is they see wisdom and cause what, there was a huge, there was this movement where people would go to clinics and would like lay in front of the door Oh, yeah. So what we've discovered that is, is so with, if there wa- if there was a time and a place for that, that's not what I'm saying, but I'm suggesting that there is wisdom in the consideration that being arrested and hauled away to jail and then women are still walking in and out of the clinic freely uh, without ever hearing your message. There is some wisdom in saying, yeah. while I could physically stop them from entering... Is that the most wise? Right. Yes. (laughs) Is it going to actually produce something for the kingdom? I think too, a lot about um, even just a lot of people wanted to um, 
a lot of people were inclined to compare that whole insurrection, capital January 6th, insurrect, whatever you want to call it, to uh, the Boston Tea Party. Um, and we actually, Apologia Radio did a really excellent episode on that uh, with Zach Lautenschlager, and he talked about um, the consideration and the time and the council, mm. the meeting of many, many mm. times that went into uh, the Boston Tea Party as a form of protest mm. um, compared to a bunch of people showing up in one place and nobody really knew what other people, some people had no idea that was happening. It's some people do following the blind. Right. And so I think there is a def. I think um, there is, there tends to be an obvious mm-hmm. um, you can tell uh, now I say obvious people are still going to tilt mm-hmm. the actions and words of mm-hmm. others to sort of fit mm-hmm. what, like the meaning of of you know if you want someone to be angry and sinful then whatever they say regardless of their intent regardless of the wisdom or productivity behind it you're you're gonna see him as sinful right um but i think for the sake of our conversation we can say that it's obvious yeah um that the if when you are angered towards the sinfulness and your children and you discipline them justly mm. with gentleness mm-hmm. um, or you sit down with your wife and you say, we got to rethink how we do all of this because um, it's not working or um, that's different than just hitting your kids. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> one is sinful. <laughs> one is not. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I do think that, so I think being productive is joyful. I feel joy when I am productive for the kingdom. So righteous anger, I would say, is something that is productive by a kingdom measurement, not necessarily by human standards, but right. by but by God's standards and what he would say is faithful. Um, and there's usually joy. In it, so if you go yeah. out to the abortion mill and you get to see babies saved, or even if you don't, but you can say like, "I live today for the Lord," there's joy in that. And I would say, sinful anger—how can you tell if it's sinful? Is if it leads to some kind of destruction. I would even if it like if it burns and just only stays angry. Yeah. Well, that's like you were saying, like you were saying, like if one thing like righteous anger may start with this sort of emotional reaction, but it doesn't just stay stay. Yeah, just it doesn't stay purely emotional and it doesn't just stay burning and irritated. And Mm -hmm. um, it's just different. Yeah. Well, and then and, you know, when you've destroyed something in anger. Right. Right. Yeah. You know. The toddler does it very obviously by breaking things or throwing themselves on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what in a physically or verbally angry outburst looks and sounds like. But, you know, a lot of women tend to be angry passive aggressively. Yeah, I think that's... And destroy um, things that way. That's the issue, I think, that women 
really have with anger, which is that we like to just redefine it. Yeah, and name it, it something else. Yeah, turn it into something that's not mm-hmm. that's not actually anger, and then we're surprised when out of our heart comes anger mm-hmm. because we haven't even well, been honest with ourselves. Right. When you nurse uh, bitterness, resentment, yeah. they eventually overflow mm-hmm. into other things, but they just tend to be very destructive. Um, one of my favorite verses on the topic is just the the distinction between a wise man and a fool. And whenever I read, this is what the fool does, this is what the wise man does, I just think like, ah, I want to be the wise man. <laughs> Obviously, that's the moral right. of the story. <laughs> right. Um, so Proverbs 29, 11 says a fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. Um, so this goes back to me to something that I think women do a lot when they're angry, which is to vent. Mm -hmm. Now it's one thing for you to take your pains and your concerns to, your husband or to a friend because you genuinely are looking for counsel and help or accountability. That's one thing. I would say that's a good thing. Um, How about in prayer? I'm not saying like vent to God, like rant about all of your, but venting, just constantly having this wide open mouth that is spilling out every frustrated emotion. That's what a fool does. Um, the wise man quietly holds it back because the wise man knows how to deal with these emotions. They don't have to be quote unquote vented. You know, a lot of people, we've just believed, oh, if you hold it in, that's so bad because eventually you'll explode. And it's like, yeah, that's true. If you're talking about a fool, if you're talking about somebody who is not daily, um, confessing, repenting, right. being faithful, control, practicing self-control, practicing the fruit of the spirit. Yeah, that person is eventually. You're talking about someone who can only modify their behavior. They can't fix their heart. Right. Right. So yeah, it, all of this does have to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. This is believers are capable. I mean, well, I've known very outwardly patient unbelievers yeah um and those exist they're made Mm -hmm. in the image of god and yes some of them have more self-control than others but yeah we are talking about a a real dependence on the lord um a real looking to him because there are many things every day that are going to bump into you and ultimately what comes out of you is what was already there and you if you don't have you have to have a new heart for the fruit of the spirit to be what comes out of you when you're bumped right um, but it, so while that is true, it's also true that if you've never practiced, so we are responsible, even though we absolutely believe we're empowered by the Holy Spirit and he is the one that produces sanctification, we are also responsible for practicing these things. So if your discipline, if what you're in the discipline of doing is giving full vent to your spirit, then you need to practice quietly holding it back you need to practice Mm -hmm. doing something else you're not just going to wake up one day and be the most (laughs) kind patient person these have to be things that you're actively pursuing that you're actively praying for for that you care about you know you could just be in a place where you're like i don't really care that i'm angry all the time 
your heart could be that hardened and you need to ask the Lord to change that for you. Like you could be someone who doesn't care. Like you could convince yourself 12 ways to Sunday. You might that venting Love is it. great. Yeah. yeah. It might be fun for you. Right. <laughs> it might be just what you're used mm-hmm. what you're used to doing. Um so yeah, I guess when women ask like how do I control my anger? Um you know, my questions would just be are you in prayer? Are you in the word? Those are the first two things to fix because mm-hmm. ultimately it's your position before God that is the most humbling motivator to actually practice and pursue the fruits of the spirit that you should be right. pursuing. Yeah. Well, and um, the Bible, um, basically anger is hatred. So if you're looking for something specific mm. to pray for, mm. um, I wrote that in my notes because sometimes I think we need words we don't like mm. to define what we're doing. Mm. Like we did that episode about vanity. The word I like for vanity is conceit. Yeah. Because nobody wants to be conceited. Right. Right. Um, and hatred is the word I like for mm. anger. Uh, because it can be very easy to think of yourself as a loving uh, person. But mm-hmm. if you are angry regularly, you are guilty of hatred. Yeah. Um, and you can't be a hateful person that is also a loving person. Right. Um, and I think that love, you know, we were just talking about the fruits love is one of those things that we think we just kind of cross it off. Mm. Like we just kind of check it off and we're like, yeah, I'm full of, I have so many loving feelings. Like (laughs) I have a family that I love. And at the end of the day, I'm thankful and I'm loving. And you know, like I help, I uh, help people that need help or whether it's an old lady crossing the street or I said, (laughs) but I liked that girl's scarf at whole foods or whatever. (laughs) Um, she would be wearing a scarf. The point is, is there's, there's a whole, there's a lot of ways to pretend that you're a loving person. Yeah. Um, but if ultimately your actions say that you're hateful, that's something you really need to contend with. Right. Um, and that's, it's not true. It's not only true, but it's practical for me. Okay. Um, it's, practical for me to confront my anger by calling it hatred for others because I don't want to be full of hatred for other people. Right. Um, and it, I just, I think anger is just something that not that, not that it ceases to be a word or we should redefine it or anything, but I think clarifying definitions can be helpful mm. when you confront them yeah. in yourself Mm-hmm. Because I have dealt with anger, phys- like physical anger, very explosive anger. Like I have been the recipient of it. And so in some ways it's easy to be like, oh, well, I'm not doing I that. I don't do that. Yeah. Except for every once in a while when I do. Um, <laughs> I never. Uh, whoops. <laughs> I never raised my voice. Oop. Right. 
and right oh and so i think <laughs> i think anger again and we because we associate it with men we seem to have this sort of physical association with yeah the word anger we think it has like, to be a red hot explosion right um but a red hot explosion can happen internally and no one ever knows about it right um or it can happen when you're alone in your car right um and i think that uh another so sort of uh, not redefining, but clarifying your defining terms and what you're trying to mm-hmm. confront in yourself. But I also do think, um, and this is something that we kind of learned from Jerry Bridges in The Fruitful Life, is that um, faithfulness um, and putting off works of the flesh in the little insignificant details will help you in those big when defining the big moment. yeah. moments. Mm-hmm. Um so controlling your tongue and your hate hatred towards other drivers is an excellent way to be faithful and train yourself for the moment when your sister says that thing yeah. next Thanksgiving. Yeah. And <laughs> and you like your sister that you just you just want to freak out. Right. Um <laughs> And so I think what we're talking about is we're talking about, um, especially, I mean, you even said like destructive fire, like we're talking about tempering um, our emotions and redirecting our emotions to be faithfully oriented. And that means that we're going to need to stop ourselves. Yes. Um, I do think it's, it's practically it is helpful to stop yourself in little moments so that those big moments do not they're it's just more of a muscle that you've built you're stronger so you can handle more right um but i think that that is what you know we we talk about this all the time but that's really what you are instead of focusing on the expression of your emotions right focus on reorienting your emotions faithfully and what that is going to always require of you Mm -hmm. as a sinner who struggles with anger is that you stop right and i think that that you how about this you be willing to stop right i think there's a lot of moments where you know i can keep going Mm -hmm. or i can turn around yes and you should always turn around right and then another of course the very last thing um which uh, we kind of, when we're at Fight Laugh Feast, we kind of touched on the anger topic a little bit. And uh, Nancy Wilson brought up something which is excellent and incredibly important. And my final point, which is that uh, when you are angry and when you express your hatred for other people, you need to apologize and mm. you need to repent. Yes. Um, and that means that if you have to walk back into Walmart and apologize to the poor clerk that you yelled at um, because they didn't have the Polly Pocket So Hip cruise ship. <laughs> I want that. <laughs> that sounds really fun, actually. Then that means you need to do that. Yeah. You need I, to yeah. humble yourself. Um, A yep. big piece. A big, big piece to repentance. I think a lot of people want repentance to just be something that you do internally between yeah. you and God. And it might be there. I'm sure there are that, some cases that where that may might be. be the extent to which if you I'm not I am not telling you if you yell at the jerk that cuts you off to follow, to follow him, him to work. To work. <laughs> 
sir. That sir, might end badly. <laughs> when you cut me off earlier. Yeah. <laughs> but a big piece is that if you have sin in front of others or at someone, then you yeah. need to make it right. It's not just make Apologize it right Apologize to God. surrounding parties if you can. Yeah. Like, And yeah. you need to teach your kids to do that. Right. If they especially by modeling it. <laughs> yes. Model it to them and require it of them. Right. It's not like just enough to be like Did you, you know. recognize that you were angry? And that's that's yeah. very much the modern uh psychological response to inappropriate anger is just acknowledging mm-hmm. that you have a problem. But that's not um, that's not what full repentance, especially no. with with something like anger, which really often does have a recipient. Right. That's yeah. It's not just about saying, well, mm-hmm. I noticed I'm angry. So now I know I need to change. That's the first step. Right. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. <Stop it. laughs> that should have been obvious to you <laughs> eons ago. And yeah. My my encouragement would be that I think that a lot of people think because a lot of women in particular think that because their anger isn't a violent outburst or because you haven't raised your voice or because no one knows. Trust me, if you're an angry person, people know. But you think these things are true and no one knows. And it's been kind of mostly in your head that you don't have a problem. But that's not true. That's not true at all. Um, if you're guilty of these things in your heart, then you are, you have committed them. Right. Um, Jesus said, if you hated your brother mm-hmm. in your heart, then right. you're guilty of murder. Murder. So, which is why I like to say, I like to say <laughs> hatred with myself. Yeah. Especially, it it shows. It shows how out of touch with reality anger is because if I were to be angry with Georgia, I would be hating her and I do not hate her. So I cannot behave in a way that is hateful towards her because that's not reality. I need to behave in a way that is ordered Mm. towards reality. (laughs) Right. Because any other way is sin. Yes. At the end of the day, any other way is sin. Um, a disordered desire is sin. Right. Uh, Chaos. Yes. All right. Well, my encouragement is this week when you feel. Oh, one last thing I will say is that you hear us say it pretty much every week. You are not just a, a thinking soul stuck in a meaningless bag of meat. You're a mind, body, and soul. And I know for me personally, uh, if I'm going to lose my temper, it's when I have not slept. It's when I physically am not feeling well. Mm-hmm. Um, you should address those things. Yes. Uh, if you notice that you're super angry when you, I don't know, watch certain things right. or listen. Or how about if you just watch tv all day yeah and then you're just in a bad mood and you're right. short with people you should address it it is sin not to address those yeah. things if you know that something that you are physically doing is keeping you from legitimate kingdom building and living to god's glory if you don't address those things it is sin to you uh 
not doing the right thing is sin. <laughs> if you know what you ought to do, I think, right, James, if you know what you ought to do and you don't right. do it, it's sin mm-hmm. to you. So if you know, if you stay up till 1 a.m. tonight because you want your mommy free time, which right. I can totally sympathize with, but... right. Uh, and you know that it's going to make you kind of be a jerk to everyone tomorrow, but you do it anyway, that is sin to you. And so I would just encourage you to seek ways to, you know, remember that you are a creature. You are bound by time and your physical body. Right. And here we go with that reality thing again. Yeah. (laughs) Live in, live in reality, live at peace with your own body and your own self. Right. Um, and sometimes, sometimes pursuing the fruit of the spirit is a matter of not just pursuing the fruit of the spirit, but, uh, maintaining and disciplining yourself physically. So anyway, all right. That was the last little bit we needed. (laughs) That was, that was all I had. (laughs) And we will see you guys next week. See ya. What a friend we have in Jesus All our sins and griefs to bear What a privilege to carry Everything to God in prayer Oh, what peace we often forfeit